the thing with Cheez-Its is not the how big the cheese is. That's it's true. what you do with it. If... What you do with it. Hello and welcome to a extremely dishevelled episode of Battery Mates. I am Matthew in Manchester, England, and I'm joined by Toby in Chicago. Toby, how are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, it's you know, from we're not even halfway through the baseball season. It's you know, we're, I feel like we're finally hitting a stride in terms of there being baseball every day. Um, it's, I mean, everything else around us in America is garbage. If you, you I'm sure you're reading the news, but baseball is, is still happening. And so, um, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to be, <laughs> I can't even finish a sentence. It's hard to be too upset. Yeah, it is. You can be upset. Um, but you really have to compartmentalize and baseball allows you to do that. It allows you to have some element of joy or at least non horror, um, uh, in your day, which is really helpful these days. <laughs> Yes, I think we can compartmentalize. I think we need to come back to this a future episode. But let's just say for 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 now that uh, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, with his Nationals tickets uh, owing hundreds of thousands of dollars to people unknown, the season tickets for people that he's never explained who they are, is very very clearly corrupt. Hmm. And of the range of things that. Um, at least three Supreme Court justices should be impeached for. The one baseball-related impeachment is Brent Kavanaugh and his baseball tickets. So we can note that there are other reasons to fuck the Supreme Court justice into the moon. But <laughs> glad uh, you finished that the sentence one, the way you did. <laughs> the one, uh, the one uh, baseball reason is that Brent Kavanaugh is very, very clearly corrupt, and he should go fuck himself. Well, I, I almost think so. I think that battery mates, no one's leading the charge on this. So battery mates may be the where the, you know, the the moral epicenter um, or the ethical epicenter, I think, of uh, our politics on, on this specific issue. And so maybe there needs to be an outing, a battery mates nation outing to Nats Park where everyone, you know, maybe we get T-shirts that say, you know, what about Brett Kavanaugh's Nats tickets? Um, or something like that. Go to and maybe that's the website. Maybe we should we should look into this. Um, I'll get our uh, I you know our our uh, our interns. <laughs> They're paid. In, impe- impeach Brent Kavanaugh for his nationals related his nationals tickets related corruption dot com. <laughs> Rolls Can we see done. if that's available? <laughs> Can we see if that's available? Because. <laughs> We need to check. Uh, it might not be available. Oh, anyway, we just we let's... just have .org or .co. <laughs> oh, just, as long as we don't have to do .net, as long as we don't have to do .net, that's okay. <laughs> uh, shall we talk about the Guardians? Yeah. Well, so so the, they the, don't suck. They don't. They don't, they don't suck. suck. What the fuck? <laughs> Honestly, that could have been the season slogan. They don't suck. What the fuck? Um. It's it's pretty great. They're they're um look, <clears throat> I would say pleasantly surprised is the way most Guardians fans would put it. I I I consume way too much Guardians media for a healthy human being. But um 
And so right now, is they're going through a pretty rough stretch, playing really tough teams, but also um, they're playing the Red Sox, who are on fire, and they're now they're playing the Twins, who are leading the division. Uh, and then with this weekend, we play the Yankees, who are on pace to set the record for most wins in a season. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna get darker than before it gets brighter here for the Guardians. But they're thirty-seven and thirty-four right now, three games out of first place. They have the exact same number of losses as the first place Twins because uh, they've played six fewer games, um, which is astounding. Uh, I don't know how the, the schedule makers and I guess the baseball gods in the rain um, have allowed that to happen, but that's what's happened. So we have a brutal uh, rest of the season playing six more games than everybody else pretty much. But the, by far the youngest pitching staff, by far the youngest roster when it comes to position players. Um, and they're, they're, they're fun. Uh, the one thing I'll say is they're streaky. And so they'll, they'll have these rough stretches. They lost seven in a row earlier this season. They lost five in a row this week. Um, you know, a week ago, we were in first place, <laughs> which is by ourselves. <laughs> like, a week, we're recording this on Wednesday night. A week ago, they were in first place by themselves. Uh, and they've lost six of seven now, and they're only three games out. And, and three and a half ahead of the White Sox, by the way, um, who are – the most disappointing team in baseball, I would assume. Um, so I don't know. They're fun. They're streaky. They're, it's going to be, you know, they're probably going to end up somewhere around 500 like we all thought, but it'll be an entertaining season. And how, you know, in terms of defeating expectations, I mean, it'd be great if they made a run for a playoff spot uh, and with the expanded playoffs, maybe they can. But um, it, it seems like they'll be like, entertaining and watchable for the duration and that's really all you can ask for at least all i can ask for with this team yeah you're getting entertainment and um from your team and i'm getting entertainment from my team unfortunately (laughs) when i say my team i'm talking about my fantasy team not the washington (laughs) nationals i am i am currently in first place in the uh in my fantasy league and um quite simply crushing it (laughs) um coming off my first place finish last season and the mm. Washington Nationals are absolute garbage. We have a run differential of minus 108. That's not and ideal, no. It's not ideal at all. It's not ideal at all. Steven Strasburg has had one start this season and uh, he gave up four runs in that start and now he's back on the aisle and that, oh. is, prob- that is probably it for him for this season. Oh. So it's not great. It's not great. It's not great, but there's so much, there's so much of um, interest going on around the league. Should we go around the horn? I think we should go around the horn because there's a lot of like interesting, fun. Uh, there's the, the combination of fun stories and um, really existential <laughs> stories about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> there's been some amazing stuff. I mean, we haven't recorded for like two weeks, so there's there's always going to be enough going on in baseball for this, but. This first piece about Rob Manfred is bananas. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's like a really long read. And it came out, I think, today. <laughs> ESPN has this puff piece about Rob Manfred. I don't know if it's a puff piece. It it kind of is, though. I mean, it, it basically like talks about his... It, <laughs> it talks about yeah. his like love of the game and all that stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a... It's a little bit much if you actually follow baseball. Um, the, the, fir- the first line you put in the notes is the most amazing. I mean, <laughs> it could not be more puff piece. Quote, Manfred insists he's trying to do the opposite of ruin baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's that thing, isn't it? Like, um, 
my I'm trying to do the opposite of ruin baseball t-shirt is answering a lot of questions already. <laughs> it's, it's prompting a lot of questions already answered by my t-shirt. <laughs> like, uh, no one said ruin baseball, Rob. You're just bringing that up. That was like, okay. Not not the first talking point you should have. <laughs> right. Uh, I think the, the story, story starts with why do you hate baseball or do you hate baseball, Rob? <laughs> um, which, uh, you know, it, first, I thought it was going to be an amazing story when I first started reading it. And then it, it dawned on me, that, oh, they're going to just give him a platform to... You know, right away, they ask him point blank to name his what he thinks is his biggest mistake as commissioner. Um, and he laughs and he says, you, do I have to narrow it down to just one? You know, lol. Um because you know, because he he understands he's made a lot of mistakes is what he's saying. Um, but then he waxes poetic about people who can't acknowledge their mistakes and proceeds not to name any. Like you can't. That's I mean that's a great way to not answer that question. That's all I gotta say is like ah you gotta acknowledge your mistakes. It's really important that we be reflective on the things we've done wrong. Next question. <laughs> um, a couple of the things that I you know I was I skimmed it because it's. You know, my re- my um, uh, I almost said Google Reader. Oh, man. My pocket app um, <laughs> says it's a 47-minute read. So <clears throat> I did not uh, really spend 47 minutes with it. <clears throat> I definitely skimmed. Uh, we learn his drink of choice is a Stella Artois, which um, I think says exactly what... It, that, that was. If I would have had three guesses about what's Rob Manfred's favorite um, alcoholic beverage, I would have landed on Stella at some point. Does uh, that have the same... Just have the same um, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> je ne sais artois. Same, I mean, it, it, that has there's a Stella Artois is associated with a certain kind of person in England. Oh. Is that the same in, in America? I don't think so. Well, I don't know what kind of person you're talking about. I, I would say that the in my head, a Stella Artois person is someone who fashions himself as a little fancy, but also has no taste. Okay. In England, it's associated with people who wear tank tops and um, fight with their neighbors in the street. <laughs> oh, uh, that's just Budweiser here, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. E- either way, I mean, in both countries, we're not, we're not saying that a Stella Artois drinker is generally seen as cool. Oh, no. No, I mean, I think it used to be. Maybe it used to be when it first like came on the American market. Um, I drink Stella Artois. I personally drink Stella Artois. I, I don't. I have wear a tank top and 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 fight my neighbors in the street, but I I do drink Stella Artois from time to time. But I wouldn't. If somebody said to me in an interview, "What's your drink of choice?" I wouldn't. Like Stella Artois would be like the fiftieth thing I would say. Yeah, it wouldn't come up for me. I mean. If if there are five things, if there, if there's only Stella Artois and like a light beer, some nine out of ten times I'll get a Stella Artois, but not every time. Um, I, I equate it to like a Heineken, um, oh. and I just don't like. That's not what I want. It's never what I want. No, 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 no. no. So a couple other things. One other thing in this article was um, they get into the gamb- the Pete Rose situation, and Manfred is quoted as saying, "Rule twenty one." The gambling prohibition is regarded to be the most important rule in baseball. <laughs> Which what? Okay, I mean, there are a lot of rules in baseball, but I, that's that's all that, that is news to me. And then he said it is the bedrock of ensuring that our fans see fair, all-out competition unaffected by outside forces on the field. 
I just it's hard to square that with like every team putting a gambling in, like center in their 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 ballpark. Like what do you like? And I don't know. Like all the baseball coverage these days has like, uh, God, I hate it. I hate all the, like the people you know betting on baseball. Here's how to bet on baseball. It's so much fun to bet on baseball. It's like it's actually not a good idea to bet on baseball. It's everywhere now. Yeah, it's everywhere now. It's everywhere now. Absolutely everywhere. And and just like rule 21 is regarded as the most important rule in baseball is just like i think that balls and strikes are more important i mean i just like i, mean, <laughs> I just like there are more but i mean they're just very are clearly more important rules he's just he's just a goofball he's a goofball well his contract i learned in this article is up after the 2024 season um Whoa. so we'll see uh, i assume i think it's actually his decision whether he continues on um, of course it is of like course it is very dick cheney picking the next picking yeah. george bush's vice president move yeah rob manfred um well we'll see we'll see if he uh we'll see how much longer he's commissioner of baseball it seems like i, I people should read the article if you if you have been hating on rob um it's at he least fucking sucks. <laughs> he, de- he definitely fucking he sucks. sucks yeah um, and like, I think his complaints about the game or what he's trying to fix about the game are like, I don't know. It's, I'm not going to, he doesn't, he doesn't really do it justice. So I'm not even going to give it a chance. Um, the, tr- I want to just, I want to talk quickly about the tragedy of Joe Madden. Joe, <laughs> Joe Madden, um, for those of you who haven't been following, uh, has been fired by the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim and very fired. Very fired. Now, granted, they were in the middle of a very long losing streak. Um, something had to give. Um, as evidenced by the team during the losing streak, every player on the team walked up to a Nickelback song. Um, I, I don't know if they allow Nickelback to be played in England. Probably not, right? <laughs> I, I would imagine. Um, but uh, they're um, not a popular I mean, they're very popular group uh, among a certain type uh, of folks. But the fact that every Angels player used a Nickelback song as their walk-up song isn't as a as a like jinx ender is a is a signal to how much people respect Nickelback around here. Um, <laughs> and it did not work. They they lost their 14th game of a losing streak that that and that was the last game of the losing streak. So maybe in a way it did work. What didn't work is the day <laughs> that Joe Madden decided to get a mohawk to reportedly. <laughs> Reportedly, to get a mohawk to "quote unquote" awaken his team, um, oh, and the, the day he got the mohawk, it's twelve games into this losing streak, he gets the mohawk. The GM says, "Hey, I'm going to stop by. I'm going to bring you some coffee on the way to the ballpark. Can I just stop by? I'm going to stop by just to like, chat." Um, comes by, um, presumably sees Joe Madden in the mohawk. I, I I don't know how you hide. I mean, I guess you could wear a baseball hat, um, but. Presumably sees the mohawk or hears about it. I mean, I, if I'm Joe Madden, I just got a mohawk for for the team. I think I would show it off, right? Anyway, <laughs> that conversation ends. All we know is that conversation ends with Joe Madden being fired. <clears throat> it it probably was going to happen either way. The GM likes to deliver that news in person. That makes sense. Um, hey, save the trip to the ballpark today, Joe. Um, you're done. It's it just like I, I just want to. You know, Joe Madden's a goofy fella and um, has done some goofy things in the past. Uh, this is not the, this is not this would not rank among the highest uh, on the goof scale, but um, certainly 
is a, a tragic way for this. I'm sure his career is not over, but uh, for this a, a turn for this career to take, um, someone who is famously uh, like uh, not an uh, unconventional thinker in Tampa Bay, and then obviously um, with the Cubs, even though Tito Francona outmanaged him thir- thirty times uh, in that <laughs> that World Series, um, uh, we, we we lost it, and so Joe Madden looks like the smart one uh, coming out of it. Um, but you know he's he was brought into uh, Anaheim to kind of I mean he has the reigning MVP who's by the way one of the best pitchers in baseball and one of the best hitters in baseball. He has the best player in baseball in Mike Trout. He has Anthony Rendon who um uh no, no slouch. You pretty good at baseball. Pretty good at baseball would be the best player on a lot of teams. Um and <laughs> uh and that's I mean and and some like prospects that are like highly touted and whatnot uh and pretty much is i mean and they started out i mean we recorded an episode it wasn't the last one it was the it was probably two episodes ago where it's <laughs> how infrequently we record the angels were doing really well um they were a surprise a positive surprise in the season they're like maybe this is the year that mike trout finally gets back to the playoffs and i as of the of recording um they are currently 36 and 41 which is a is a tick better than uh where they were when joe madden got fired uh but Sir, and there is run differential of one plus one, positive. Plus one, plus one. <laughs> I, I, I would take that, frankly. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, but somebody had to have their head chopped off, and it was Joe Madden's mohawked head that that that, that <laughs> rolled for this one. Um, anyway, I thought that was a delightful story, uh, except for Joe Madden, who he's doing fine. Let's be honest. Um, but uh, that's awkward. I mean, what do you do, what do you do when you when you get a mohawk for a specific purpose and then that purpose um, is uh, taken away from you because you get fired? I would get a haircut like yours. Yeah, just like completely shave it all off. Yeah, buzz it. Yeah, go go go, go go go. <laughs> the fact that there haven't been any, uh, there's no, as far as I know, there's no photo evidence of Joe Madden having this mohawk. Um, partly, partly because it's mortifying now um maybe an indication that's what he did but we don't know it's a pretty weird thing to do anyway yeah i think in you know the world we live in i just a mohawk to aliven the team just feels a little bit off (laughs) i don't think he understands how baseball works if he thinks that's actually going to help um Right. <laughs> well, there's that too. There's that too. All right, that's Joe Madden. Should we go to a word from our sponsor? Let's. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by Taco Bell, which wants to feed you its big cheese it tostada, or maybe try a big cheese it Crunchwrap Supreme. That's right. In a move largely inspired by Rick Moranis, Taco Bell has introduced its latest innovation, which some, namely Taco Bell itself, describe as abundantly cheesy and nostalgic yet magically modern of course the oversized cheese it is only the latest culinary miracle taco bell has introduced to america after the taco shell made out of doritos changed the game forever bad news however these cheese it these big cheese it meals are currently in testing at one location in irvine california but if all goes well and no one dies it'll be coming to a fourth meal specialist near you stop on in today our thanks to Taco Bell for finally restoring Cheez-Its to the size that God intended. 
good stuff. Good to have Taco Bell support for our uh, big fund for uh, my baseball trip coming later this year. Um, I mean, big Cheez-Its are supposed to be big. I mean, it's in the name, right? Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I, I think they're 16 inch, <laughs> 16 inches. That can't be right. That 16 inches is quite large. Maybe I misread that. Six inches? I honestly, I think that the the thing with Cheez-Its is not the how big the cheese is it's what you do with it (laughs) what you do with it if you put it in the middle of a crunch wrap (laughs) (laughs) a cheese it can be too big i think it can be uncomfortable yeah i mean if you can't if you can't hold it with two hands um i i think it's too big um yeah i don't know i mean in my head, these are coming in packages that are the size of <laughs> the graham, like a graham cracker box, and they like they come out, and you can break them into smaller Cheez-Its. <laughs> this is my. You mean a graham? You mean a graham cracker, don't you? Graham, yeah. Gra- graham. 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 Graham cracker. <laughs> anyway, we're straying off baseball. <laughs> uh... <laughs> the... The the next one, I don't know what this is. I just I'm reading I read the notes earlier that you put together. This is your one. Yeah. Well baseball players wear a lot of cologne. So this is news to me. I mean I don't spend we don't spend a lot of time on baseball double, fields. Double news to me. Yeah. Double news to me. Um and the the times I've encountered uh baseball players in the wild, um uh, usually they're they're dressed very nicely and are wearing a ton of cologne. So this does track with my knowledge of uh, Major League Baseball players. Um, so the <laughs> the New York Times of all play uh, of all publications, um, you know this this news <laughs> uh, was fit to print. Um, there seems to be a tradition among Latin American players, especially um, about wearing all sorts of cologne, like uh, an intense amount of cologne. Including and maybe especially women's perfume um, on the field while they're playing a game, uh, and so it's it, if you haven't read this story, um, it's worth going going back and giving it a look. Uh, it's funny. There's a lot of good quotes in this one. Um, it, apparently, you know, it, it there it, it extends to players spraying each other in the clubhouse. As for like to like for good luck, it's a superstitious thing apparently. Like uh, they'll wear a, a, a certain type of cologne um, uh, until it stops working, and then they'll change colognes. Um, one player, I think it was Alec Manoa of the Blue Jays, wears his grandma gets him a new cologne every Christmas, and he wears that cologne all year long, um, which is a lot of faith in your grandmother to pick how you smell. Um, but apparently it's just they're, they're just wearing these I mean they're wearing cologne in real life too but uh, in real life it, it, off the field um, but they're wearing an intense amount uh, to the point where someone said Luis Servino you can smell him like from home plate uh, and he's 60 feet away <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Salvador Perez a friend of the friend of the podcast he uh, f- previous guest pod. right we can call him a previous guest right Salvi uh... I had my photo taken with him. Didn't you interview him? Didn't you? Didn't you ask him a question? Did I? I, I in God, my head, you did. Time ago. I did. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. I did. He, I think he, he did. 
he did answer questions for the for the podcast. That is right. That is right. So I think not knowingly, to be fair to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had just won the World Series, so um, you know he didn't really know what was going on. There were people he was, everywhere. He was at a press conference in the White House. Yeah. Inexplicably, I was allowed into that press conference and asked him a question. So he thought that he was legitimately supposed to answer the question. I mean, I, you can't blame him for that. You know, you have great accent. I mean, you sound like you're a very serious journalist. Um, <laughs> I would. I, I would wore a suit question. as well. I wore a suit yeah. that day. Yeah. I mean, if you'd shown up not in a suit, to that, it would have been really <laughs> testing the bounds of our friendships that got us to the White <laughs> House. Uh, so Salvador Perez. Tell you what I'm really close. <laughs> Uh, Salvador Perez said, uh, I'm a catcher, so I sweat a lot. So a little <laughs> perfume helps. The umpires say, oh, Salvi, you smell good. I say, <laughs> I say, thank you. Give me some strikes. <laughs> I love it. I loved everything about this story. And, um, you know, maybe it's that I need some comic relief uh, to, to, uh, to my day these days. But that, that article really... Um, you know, I don't. I don't think I can pass it around enough. I think people need to read that. Um, and just know, while you're watching the games from here on out, they all smell to high heaven out there. So <laughs> beautifully, but to high heaven. Yeah. Matthew, I want I, let's 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 pivot to um, the final uh, the the final throw of the around the horn here, um, which is a, a pretty beefy subject. Um, <sighs> you know, beef on with some sour cream and some lettuce and tomatoes and cheese on a big cheese it you know it's beefy and a taco made of doritos <laughs> right. um we want to talk about the minor leagues and baseball's antitrust exemption uh, i mean i i really really want to talk about this but it's also so complicated I, yeah. it makes my head hurt so we're talking about this because uh, congress um in the form of a bipartisan a group of senators from the, I think, Judiciary Committee yeah. have written to um, uh, a group of minor league uh, players, a, a group representing minor league players, to ask them about the way in which the antitrust, antitrust exemption, as you would pronounce it, <laughs> um, uh, affects the minor leagues. And... I just I don't know whether this is like because I didn't grow up in the US and so I don't know like understand the legal framework or whether this is just like a very complex area of law. But it's just like it really makes my head hurt. But the bottom line is serious people in Congress across party lines are going after MLB over how they're treating minor league players. And that can only be a good thing. Yes. I mean Mike Lee, um, Chuck Grassley are taking time out from making women second class citizens to do something that is of, <laughs> of, uh, in the world. Uh, so there is that. Um, but just understanding like what the fuck this all means is very, very complex. And a lot of this boils down to the impact of the Kurt Flood Act, which mm. was named after a player who took on MLB over the um uh it's called the release clause you know the the ability to be a free agent um and in 1993 uh 1993 i think it was 1993 um a law was passed to limit the extent of the antitrust yes. um 
Kurt Flood took on the MLB in 1969. Years, years later, decades later, yeah. uh, a law was passed to um, uh, enable uh, his claim to um, uh, come to fruition. But it left MLB in control of, in complete control of a few things, including the minor leagues. And that's what this big fight is over about now. And that can only be a good thing. Yeah. But honestly, the details of it make my ears bleed. I don't think you're alone on that. I think it's especially, you know, I, most baseball fans grew up not even knowing baseball has an antitrust exemption. Um, because it is, like you said, like a pretty... First of all, you know, antitrust law is not something uh, that is really making headlines much. It should be, and maybe it will soon. Um, it's more and, you know, more and more people are talking about it these days. But um, certainly in the 80s and 90s was not something that was on, you know, uh, making a lot of headlines. Um, and so what's the, one of the things at the, I think, bringing both parties together, because there have been, there have been some times when Major League Baseball has done something um, that's pissed off one party or the other, and you know somebody will like, you know, shake their uh, their fist and say, "We're going to take away your antitrust exemption," um, and it's just like some partisan bullshit. Like when they took the All Star Game out of Atlanta, uh, that was a uh, that was something that I forget who uh, Marco Rubio probably Ted Cruz I don't know what somebody um, Rand Paul somebody was you know, decided that was a potentially an excuse to go after the um their antitrust exemption but this this is stemming from three minor league baseball teams um of the 43 that were eliminated last season are suing major league baseball for for violating antitrust law alleging they were that they're artificially limiting the number of teams in minor league baseball which they absolutely are <laughs> i mean you, you ask these cities these towns that have the the minor league teams that lost them um they were doing fine. I mean, they were they, they were able to support a minor league team. Um, the, the the artificial limit is being uh, essentially because Major League Baseball doesn't want that many minor leaguers anymore. Um, and that's that's you know the the extent of the complaint of the lawsuit. Um, and the Department of Justice is in on this. They they formally. I mean, you know, Merrick Garland, uh, his department, his agency have formally um, uh, asked a federal court to. Quote, define the exemption narrowly and decline to extend its scope beyond conduct that is central to the offering of professional baseball exhibitions. Don't know what that means, but I think it means um, this shouldn't, this sh they shouldn't be able to uh, control the minor leagues like they've been controlling them. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that this Judiciary Committee uh, inquiry um, is asking is about the pay structure for minor leaguers, which is something we all, we've talked about a lot on this program. Um, uh, and I think... Right now, we, we know that pay rates are kind of established by Major League Baseball, and there's a scale, and um, people are locked in at these god-awful uh, salaries, if we can call them that. Um, and it seems like the kind of thing that, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't pass muster in other industries. So this is maybe hopeful for having some justice for minor leaguers. Um, I, I, I'm not to the point of, like, in, in incredible optimism yet, but... Um, based on my reading of this, it seems like there's some bipartisan momentum here. So, you know, you know the minimum that a minor league player has to be paid each year. It's just uh, a it's couple three, packs of uh, Big League Chew, I believe. It's it's, it's three thousand dollars. 
per, per year. That is the minimum. That is the league minimum that a player can be paid. $3,000 per year. Which, I mean, to be fair, is a lot in like 1906 dollars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my I mean, God. Just, uh, I mean, that is bad. I mean, thanks to Joe Biden, it costs that much money to fill up my tank of gas. You know, (laughs) don't don't come after. Don't tweet at us. I I was a joke. That's a joke. Yeah, we love Joe. We love we love. I love I love gas up to a point. I'm Joe Bryce. So um, it's good that baseball, uh, the Congress is doing something um, Mm -hmm. about this. They're not doing enough about all of the things they should be doing. But at least they're doing this. I mean, they sent a letter. So let's they sent a letter. (laughs) Let's see where it goes. (laughs) It's signed by both Chuck Grassley and Dick Durbin. So we, let's see where it goes. <laughs> um, but I love, I love, I, I love Dick. <laughs> I just saw the, the, the classic campaign button um, for uh, Dick Gephardt that says Missourians, uh, Missourians for Dick. Um, <laughs> it's just so good. Um, well, uh, you know, this is, I, I know we, we've kind of exhausted our around the horn, but before we wrap, and this is related to what we're just talking about. Um, I want to talk about muddying balls. Um, and did you, did, I, I saw this, and this is another thing that kind of snuck onto the radar, I think. So the league, Major League Baseball has sent a memo to all 30 teams um, because they've been, they've, been, they've been watching how the teams are muddying their balls. And it turns out not every team is muddying their balls the right way. Um, and and I think you know there, I, I suspect this is coming from a, uh, you know all the, the the pitchers that are saying that the grip is different. The, they're 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 messing with the grip of the baseball. That major league baseball's you know messing with the ball, ball continuing to tinker, and it's causing problems with like a, a, a dead ball, um, or causing problems with pitchers losing their control. Whatever, <clears throat> um, and. We all know that base, Major League Baseball is doing something like that. So, uh, but this is a way I think of their, of getting it, uh, of maybe passing along the blame here. They are trying to standardize the way balls are muddied before the game. Now we've talked about this. There's a certain type of mud that is rubbed on every baseball. It's, I think it's coming from New Jersey somewhere near Philadelphia. <sighs> anyway, there's a whole story. There's a great story about that. I think it was in Deadspin or something, um, or the Athletic probably. But anyway, I, I just want to read this one passage of this memo uh, because there's a whole bunch of other things that, that come into play. You know, what happens after you muddy the balls, <laughs> the proper technique, uh, how many balls can go into a bag, um, it, you know, etc. But the proper technique um, involves, quote, painting the full surface of the ball with mud using f- two fingertips. Then comes a very precise rubbing motion with the ball in between both hands to get mud into the pores of the leather. Muddying each ball is a 30 to 40 second process. Um, and I, it sounds very, I mean, just, first of all, I'm glad they wrote that down. Um, I, that, that, it, reading that, that, those pas- that passage aloud, um, reading that passage to myself, um, uh, I would say enriched my life. So I'm glad that this, this exists out there. And now if you want to muddy your balls at home, you know how. Um, you know, it takes 30 to 40 seconds and you have to use two fingertips to apply the mud. And yeah, I, I mean, Matthew, this really, 
I was thinking of you the entire time I read this story because I, 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 I just think this is right up your alley. Then comes a very precise rubbing motion with the ball in between both hands to get mud into the pores of the leather. Muddying each ball is a 30 to 40 second process. <laughs> it's so proper. It's so um, precise. It's, it's um, I mean, I hope, I hope, we should have put a, a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode that this is, certain audiences might not be appropriate for, but, oh well. Um, if you're listening to Battery Mates with your kids, is, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the important thing is, we have got the proper technique here. For if you're going out this weekend. Fourth of July. And you want to know. You know Fourth of July is coming up. If you want to know exactly the right way to shug those balls, here's how. Shug those balls.